There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, no Spanish music. That's how you know it's not the Carol you can the show, right? Where's Leche? Where's the Spanish music? Well, it's not here. Hey, it's uh, the Jeff Jensen show. Sort of like a mini Jeff Jensen show. How's that? Let's see if we can uh, get somebody on the phone for this, all right? It's um, the night before Trump takes office. It's the uh, last night of the Obama administration. It's Thursday, January 19, 2017. I was watching the Trump inaugural concert in front of the... Lincoln Memorial a little while back. A lot of country stars. They had these guys, um, I, I think they're called the piano guys. They they play the piano, but uh, one guy plays the keys. One other guy plucks the uh, the strings underneath the piano. I, I'm ignorant. I, I hate to call them strings, but you know, he plucks um, the uh, the bars under the piano that are connected to the keys to make sound. There's another guy that looks like he's got um, the stuff from a violin, like the bow from a violin. The string on the violin it looks like he's anyway that he's playing the piano that way. So those guys, not a lot of high level entertainment until it came to. I mean, Toby Keith was the main dude there. Really, you had, you had Lee Greenwood, but Lee Greenwood. Uh, hold on, let me let me find it. I did I did record some of this stuff for you guys. Um, any anyhow, welcome to the Jeff Jensen Show. We'll put this one on SoundCloud. And uh, more Jeff Jensen shows coming to RevolverPodcast.com. Don't forget to listen to the Carolina Cadillo Show on RevolverPodcast.com, available on iTunes, Google Play, Revolver Podcast. Where else are we? Uh, iHeartRadio. I think that's it. I think if you open your window, you'll hear it. it it's it's everywhere. But, um, yeah, Lee Greenwood does his, uh, does his uh, big song. Hang on. Lee Greenwood. Apparently, Lee Greenwood has won a bunch of awards. Uh, I think he's won some Grammys, I believe. I know Toby Keith has won a, a, a boatload of Grammys. But Lee Greenwood is basically known for, for one one song, really. This guy. Okay, yeah. And I had to start again. Like a Marigo song, you know. With just my children and my wife. That's a nice, perfectly pleasant song. Thank my lucky stars to be living here we go. You've heard this at football games. Because the flag still stands. There we go. You mentioned flag, you're okay. They can't take that away. You got to make sure you say the L, though. It's a flag, right? Yeah. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. You get the idea, right? And I didn't hear enough people singing, if you ask me. I didn't. Stand up next to you and defend her through the day. Now somebody's calling me. Okay, see, I play things off the phone. 
I, I, I can't handle this. Ruining my show. God almighty. Could have called me now. Here we go. This show's real. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Some people were singing that. Okay. That's Lee Greenwood. And then you had um, you had Toby Keith in there. Now, Toby Keith's a legitimate country star. Toby Keith had a um, has had a ton of hits, a ton of really, really big hits. I think he's won 20 Grammys. Um, he's a pretty conservative guy, but I think he, uh, and you know, I guess he has nothing to lose by playing at the Trump inaugural. Like, a lot of people thought they would have something to lose. It is amazing, though, to me, and I'm, this is coming from someone who voted for Hillary, right? It's amazing to me that they couldn't get more people to perform at this thing. I mean, it's not like, it's not like everyone hates Trump. I mean, half the country voted for the guy. I mean, if you if you talk to Democrats... My Democrat friends who are really, really angry, they'll tell you that, you know, three million more people voted for Hillary. Yeah, in places like California and New York, where it didn't matter that more people voted for Hillary. You know, the, the electoral college is, is how we elect the president. So anybody who starts griping that Donald Trump didn't really win decisively, um, I kind of, I, I start to dismiss them and not listen to them very seriously. And this is coming from a Democrat, okay? But when I hear people start to say, you know, he didn't win decisively, he won three, over 300 electoral votes. He beat the pants, he beat the pants off Hillary. He beat the pants off Hillary, if I may. <laughs> the pantsuit. Um, so Toby Keith has some class because here's what he said when he was singing his one song. Here we go. Listen to this. I'm an American. Real American. Here we go. American. He's talking about a girl's butt, I think. He's talking about a girl's butt. Not really. American Soldiers, the song. Do it, Toby. Show your class. Behalf of my family, my band, all my fans. I want to salute the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard. Thanks to Barack Obama for your service. And thanks for the 45th President of the United States, Donald Trump. I salute you. There you go. So the guy gives a shout out to Obama, at least on the stage. You know, he shows some. He shows some class, without a doubt. Now uh, you had you had Trump's speech. Trump got up there, of course, and uh, let's see. Let me find. We'll play a little bit of this. Let's see, we'll, we'll let's, let's play the play along here. Wait a minute. Where is the uh, Trump speech? Let's see. I think we got the Trump speech right, right here. Thank you very much, everybody, thank and thank you, Tom. I'd like to congratulate our incredible entertainers. Loves the word incredible. Loves the word very special. Just certain key words, I guess, that he tested out that work well. All right, let me let him talk. Toby Toby. and Lee Greenwood and all of the great talent that was really (laughs) The other great talent that I forgot. I also have to thank (laughs) our incredible military talent right here. Yes. Thank you. Stand up, please. You guys were great. He tells the band to stand up, but he never tells them to sit down. Well, he's not present here, so they could probably sit down. He's got to remember that stuff, though. So this journey began 18 months ago. Yes, it did. I had something to do with it, but you had much more to do with it than I did. I'm the messenger. A little humble. A little humble there. I'm just a messenger. Just a messenger. Just a humble messenger. And we were tired. And I love you. I love you. Believe me, I love you. Imagine him saying that to Melania. We all got tired of seeing what was happening. Yeah, what was happening? A black man. And we man? wanted change, but we wanted man. real change. Black man in the White House. That's what was. And I look so far forward to tomorrow. Oh. We're going to see something that is going to be 
so amazing. Yeah, so, orange so space many man. people have poured into Washington, D.C. orange spaceman is taking off. This started <laughs> out tonight being a small little concert. Oh, I got to stop right there, okay? I, I, I wish my wife were here. I hate when people say small, little. Small and little are the same thing. And if you, in your daily life, by the way, if you just listen to people, you hear people say this all the time. For some reason, it became one of these phrases. You know what the most common phrase is, by, by the way, when you leave a store around on... In, in, on um, around the city, around Long Island and New Jersey and Connecticut. Everybody says, take care. When you, when you leave a store, it's time to have a good day. It's 99% of the time. Just if you listen for it, you'll hear it. You'll hear people say, take care. But when, when a guy who's supposed to be the coming into office to be the president, if you have Obama, who's so eloquent for eight years, and I know you're going to think I'm nitpicking, but to have this guy get up there and say this was supposed to be a small little gathering, it, it's time, like someone should go up to him and say, listen, um, I hope someone goes up to him. I really hope someone comes up to him. And I hope we never have to hear the president say small little again. I, I had a whole comedy bit written, written about it. Maybe it wasn't funny, <laughs> but I wrote a whole bit about people who say small little. It's just really weird to hear people. You know, it's another weird one. When people say good morning on the shittiest of days, I bet people said good morning to you on 9-11 and you don't even think about it. You, you just don't even think about it because, you know, on, um, on, on Facebook today, I asked the question. I'm digressing a little bit. I asked a question on Facebook today. The question was, when you send a cover letter, when did it suddenly be okay for people to write, hi, John, instead of dear John or dear Mr. And somebody wrote to me, the dear is too personal. You know, like you don't even know the person. But then I said, yeah, but we've used dear in letters for like a, a billion years. Well, at least the last 75 years, letters I've seen are always dear. And when I see a letter, when I see a, I mean, I think a note is okay to say, hi, Tom. But um, somebody said, dear is way, you know, like I said, my, my buddy Stephen there said, dear is way too personal. You don't know them very well. I think my friend Bernardo also said, dear is too personal. But I don't know if it's too personal. I think it's just, um, I think it's respectful and it's been done forever. And I think um, it might be like the, the, uh, the, the modern touch to sound all casual. Hi, it's kind of like, hey man, I'm wearing, I'm wearing jeans and Birkenstocks and I'm just chilling out with some hippie beads on. I'm not really sending you a business letter. I'm, I'm talking about like, I'm sending a cover letter and resume for jobs. Um, so, you know, I I just feel weird writing hi to people. And you get the hi back from people. You know, sometimes you do get the hi. Hi, Jeff. But that's okay. You know, when someone addresses you back. But I think when you're, when you're trying to be respectful of somebody... Um, I still write. I still write sincerely at the end. I don't write sincerely yours. Like I'm not. I'm not yours, baby. Wait, hold on. I'm not. Where's my echo chamber? I'm not yours, baby. Yeah, but um, yeah, I still write sincerely at the end of the letter, and I, I still write dear. But um, yeah, the president can't say small, little. Um, Donald Trump, the small and little mean the um, mean the same. Let's see, could he say it again? And then we had the idea. Maybe we'll do it in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Wait, say it again. We'll do it in. Wait, and then we had. Where is it? That is going to be mm-hmm. so amazing. Amazing. So, so many people have poured into people, Washington D.C. People. DC. people. This started out People. tonight being a small little concert. A small little concert, yeah. And then we had the idea, maybe we'll do it in front of the Lincoln Memorial. I don't think it was supposed to be a small little concert. Anyway. I don't know if it's ever been done before, but be if big. it has, very seldom. Yeah. And the people came by the thousands the and thousands. The people, and thousands. Here we are tonight, all the way back. All the way back to that. All the way back. To whatever that pond is over there. He doesn't know the name of the reflecting pool. So it's a pool. movement that began. A movement. It's a movement that started, yep. and it's a movement about like movement. we've never seen anywhere in the world, they <laughs> like say. A, it's a bow movement, basically. There's never been a movement like this. Really? There's never been a movement And like it's that. something very, very special. special. Of course it is. And we're going to unify <laughs> our country. 
And our phrase, you all know it, you're half of you are wearing the hat. Yes, Make you are. America great again. Why, why would he keep repeating that? Why would he keep repeating that at this point? But we're going to make America great for all of our people, everybody, everybody throughout our country. That includes the inner cities. That includes everybody. And we're going to do a special job. And I can only tell you that 18 months ago, we never knew. A lot of people didn't know. Some people Here's the had movement. a feeling. Here's the movement. A lot of people yeah. didn't give us much of a chance. But good. we understood what was happening. Right. And that last month of the campaign, when I traveled around to every place that you can imagine, state after state after state, speech after speech. Oh, yeah, it was, it was horrible to make speeches. And we right? had 10,000, 20,000. This guy eats up the speeches. He, he loves his shit. So. 30,000 people. There was never an empty seat, just no, like tonight. of course not. There's something else I wanted to play here. Wait, that was boring. That's getting boring. We didn't know if anybody would even come tonight. This hasn't been done before. No, and of course, nothing, none of us ever been done before, right? Oh, sorry, it's the toilet. You look, it was the same way. And we all knew that last month of the campaign. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us knew the first week of the campaign. I mean, I just don't think this guy should be reminiscing about the campaign at this point. All right? He loves crowds. We know he loves crowds. It's time to get over your, your crowd fixation. Maybe we'll beans around to talk talk about this. We're trying to get, uh, I'm trying to get some people on the show. I tried getting in touch with people today. Uh, let me see what I, uh, I had a couple of things to talk about. Who's going to the inauguration? I'll be there. Oh, I know someone's going there in a red coat. Look at that. Oh, okay. My old girlfriend's going to the, the inauguration. Very exciting. Not Dawn, everybody. Someone else. But, uh, look at that. See, people are ranting against the Democrats. You know, you know who really, really bugs the crap out of me? Can I just, pl- can I play something else for you? Let me find, let me find Keith Oberman. You know Keith Oberman? Keith Olbermann had was a sports guy. He's had shows on. Um, he's had shows on uh, every conceivable um, network that he's been fired from. <laughs> the, the rumor, the word is that Keith Olbermann is like an impossible guy to work for. Apparently, he's thrown coffee cups at people, and um, he's supposedly he's a real douchebag. I mean, I don't know if he's a real douchebag, but people say he's a real douchebag. So he posted this video today. And he, Keith Oberman has this perfect kind of overpronounced pronunciation where he talks like this and he sounds very important and every liberal Democrat I know shares his every video that he makes. And if I could only find the one today because I kind of want to... I had a really good bit. I was answering his video back in my bathroom <laughs> before. Um, let's see if, it can, if I can get it to pop up here. But I watched it. Oh, and here's Alec Baldwin is freaking out to bump Trump. For the Rusky Revolution. I don't think he's a Russian operative. I don't think Trump's any sort of Russian operative. I just think um, it's just the way it is, man. You know? The guy, the guy. you know, my, my point is, which I'm not going to be able to make with the video because I can't find it, but if the Democrats had run someone who had a clear message and was a better candidate, nobody would be talking about the Russians. We wouldn't be talking about President Trump. So, Democrats, chillax, all right? Just friggin'. Chillax. Where is the Keith Olbermann video? I just had it up here. I'm so sorry, everybody, for making a tune up for this. All right, with a smile and a tear. No Democrats are crying tonight because that's it. I get it. Uh, oh, El Chapo's here, by the way. El Chapo's in the U.S. He's a Gamtrak, I think. 
No, he was extradited to the U.S. So, hey, Obama, you got one last, you can do one last pardon tonight, right? Make this, make the Mexicans love you. Um, no, I hope I, you can't. You can't. Um, El Chapo hasn't been. Uh, wait, he, let's see. He can't be. His sentence be, can't be commuted because there is no sentence. Can he be pardoned though? Um, I don't think he can be pardoned before there's any actual trial. You know. So I have a feeling that that's, that's not a thing that's going to happen. Here, one of my Republicans' friends posted, put, just posted that Lee Greenwood song, God Bless the USA. Like, we haven't heard it enough. It's a good song, but, you know, I'm going to hear it. Where is, oh, look at that. Um, oh, the Keith Olbermann video is, is just too good, where he says, he says, bullshit. He's got this way of talking. And my impression is really not that bad of him. Let me see if I can find it on the iPad here. Oh, let me look real quick for everybody. I'll tell you what else is going on in the world today. Not really. Keith Olbermann, public figure. Where is it? Oh, please. Where is your stupid video? Where is your video? Oh, please show me your angry video. It says not to, not to go to the inaugural, do something else tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to watch. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. It's history. You know, I, don't, I didn't vote for Trump. What am I? I'm not going to watch because Keith Olbermann and, Donald Tr- and, and, and uh, Alec Bubble tell me not to watch. You crazy? They're going to tell me, oh, Keith Olbermann, all right, he, he's currently the host of GQ's, GQ's political website show, The Resistance with Keith, oh, Keith Olbermann. That's what he's host of. Let's see. Let me see if I can find The Resistance. Uh, Keith Olbermann, The Resistance. Okay, good. Let's see. Let me find the video. Oh, I think this is it. I think this is it. I think I, think I found it. Oh, please be it. Please be the video. Please be the video. Let's see. Is this it? Here we go. It goes crazy. All right. First, we, first, first, we get a commercial. Hidden. It was like the foot. All right. Carry a gun holster. He advertises. Let's see if this is the one. Oh no. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is the resistance. <laughs> the resistance. And what this worst Thanksgiving week since 2001? Oh no. Might we have to give thanks for? Oh no. This is Thanksgiving. One thing. No. The 25th Amendment, Section Four. Ah. Uh. History pays little attention to this, but the first time an American president died in office, William Henry Harrison, oh, no. was 31 days after his inauguration <laughs> yes. in 1841. Nobody was sure what was supposed to happen next. Incredibly, see. the Constitution... Wait, I think this... Is this the one? Hold on. I'm Keith Olbermann, and this is The Resistance. <laughs> and what, this worst Thanksgiving week since 2001... No, it's the same thing. to give thanks Where for the hell is it? Oh, man. The... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to find it. I have to find it, everybody. I just have to find this thing. It's driving me up a wall. Okay. In the meantime, some jerk-off killed a fox on Long Island, all right? So if you know who shot the fox at the state park, turn him in, rat him out. It's a guy in a jaguar with a crossbow. Shot and killed this fox. There's like six foxes that live at Robert Moses State Park, and they forage around for food. There's no people there in the winter. I guess maybe fishermen are there. But um, some guy shot a fox with a crossbow. And uh, we have to we have to find the scumbag that shot the fox. What else is in the news? That was an exciting story, right? Um, you know who died? One of the relatives of Harambe, the gorilla, died. Harambe's like great grandmother died or something, I believe. Okay, you'll remember this show forever, won't you? And uh, David Copperfield, the magician, he didn't want Jerry Seinfeld to open for him years ago because he didn't like comedians, and he thought Jerry Seinfeld was too Jewy. <laughs> Isn't that nice? You know, so he can get away with that. Anyway, I'm jumping between story after story because my iPad is trying to find... I'm trying to search out this Keith Olbermann thing. I just can't believe I can't find it. 
I can't believe one of my wacko liberal friends did not post the Keith Oberman video. He's going on and on. Here's my friend Tim. Please forgive us in advance for the next four years. Dear world. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, the guy hasn't even done, look, I, Trump's a dick, okay? But he hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't been in office yet. He's a jerk. He acts like a jerk. But he hasn't been officially a jerk for the country yet. He's been, a, he's acted like a moron for himself. And I get it. Listen, man, I get why people voted for him. I totally understand it. If you were, um, if you're, you know, if you're, if your life wasn't looking up, uh, and somebody says they're going to make it better for you, you'll take a chance. Especially when the other side had, had such a crappy, crappy message and a very fair messenger. You know, my brother used to tell me, my brother saw Hillary Clinton speak in person. And he said, you have to see Hillary speak in person. That was He kept telling me, you have to see Hillary in person. She doesn't translate well over um, on TV. and But that's the half the campaign, man, is, is, is being on television. You know, and if if she didn't translate well to the average person, she wasn't going to win. I saw way back she wasn't going to win, even though I did vote for her, like I said, because I just couldn't pull the trigger to vote for this guy. Um, where is it? Let me see if I can find it. By Felicia. I know what people are writing. People are writing the weirdest things on Facebook about this guy, about this guy leaving. And I can't find the Keith Oberman video, and it's very upsetting to me. Because Keith, Keith Oberman, by, by the way, Keith Oberman lives in a building, um, I believe it was built by Trump, or managed by Trump, and that's the building. If you saw the story earlier, story earlier this year, or late last year after the election, they took Trump's name off the building. I believe believe Keith Oberman was one of the um, was one of the guys that led the movement to get Trump's name taken off the building. Like it bothered him to live in a Trump building. Meanwhile, he's probably been giving rent to Trump, <laughs> or uh, you know, or. Uh, you know, he probably gave a lot of money to Trump to live in the building, and it probably didn't. Bo- Donald Trump probably didn't bother Keith Oberman that much until he decided to to run for president. Well, I'm having trouble finding a video. You know, on on the sh- when I do the show again over the weekend, I will make sure to have Keith Oberman's video. I find it amazing that when you go to his site, it's not there, but it somehow showed up in my Facebook feed earlier today. And now, when you go back, you ever notice sometimes your Facebook feed completely changes? I think Facebook has some weird algorithm where they. They screw with you. Let's see. I think I might be finding it. Oh, no. Oh, man. I just don't understand why it didn't pop up. I think it's promoted or something. You know, based on my post, it, it shows up. Based on my liberal wacko post, it shows up in my in my Facebook feed sometimes. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm not seeing it here for some reason. But, um, so, Keith Oberman, my answer to Keith Oberman uh, today was basically to imitate him back and say... Keith, it didn't really bother you that the Democrats had a lousy candidate who had no message. That didn't bother you. Like he's so over the top. It's like you know, it's funny when when you, when there's someone who kind of you kind of agree with them, but you think they're like a pretentious dick. And that's kind of where I am with Keith Oberman. Like I agree with what he says, but he's kind of a pretentious dick. Oh, Miguel Ferrer died. You know, actor Miguel Ferrer. You definitely know him. Balding guy. Um, let's see. Let, let's see. Let's see what he was. What see what he was known for. Um, Oh, you definitely know his face. NCI Los An- NCIS Los Angeles he's been on lately. Um, oh, he's in RoboCop, too. I didn't realize. He- oh, yeah, that's right. He's in RoboCop. Oh, yeah, he's in RoboCop. Okay. Iron Man 3, 61 years old. So he, um, Betty White's still ticking. Tony Bennett's still ticking. The old George Bush is still ticking somehow. Uh, Major Healy from I Dream of Genie. He's like 90-something years old. He's still ticking around. Mel Brooks. 
But Miguel Ferreira, 61, he's he's gone. Um, and I will, uh, you know, I will definitely find this video another time and play it. You'll see how pretentious sounding Keith Olbermann is. If you want to see Keith Olbermann, I know he's going to be on with Bill Maher on the first episode of Bill Maher Back for the Year, coinciding with the um, with the inauguration of Trump. So Bill Maher. Uh, I, I I don't know who else he's going to have on. Probably some raving raving liberals. I don't know if he's going to have on um, Michael Moore, who just looks like oh, who looks horrible. By the way, I don't know if the, it's the Trump presidency that made Michael Moore the filmmaker looks so bad. Michael Moore has made some of the greatest movies, some of the best documentaries ever. But Michael Moore just looks miserable. Um, he's oh, as a matter of fact, as I'm look at that as I'm stroll as I'm scrolling through Facebook, there's Michael Moore standing outside of uh, standing outside of Trump Tower at some protest event outside Trump Tower. Trump's not even there. Trump's in Washington. Who are you protesting for? The Gucci store? You're protesting in front of the Gucci store. Don't buy Gucci. That's what I think. That's what they're doing. Toby Keith. Yeah, Toby Keith sang his other song where it's um we'll 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 put a boot in his ass. we'll put a boot up your ass or we'll put a boot in your ass. That's one of the songs he's got. About uh, America, and you know, don't don't screw with America because we'll we'll kick the shit out of you. <laughs> that's that's Kobe. A lot of the message of Toby Keith's songs. He's very um, he's very pro America. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, he, he's he's done well in the country, loves the country. But like I said, he has some class, and he gave a shout out to uh, a little shout out there to Barack Obama, which I, which I thought was um, was pretty nice actually. Pretty uh, was pretty cool. So Toby Keith gets uh, gets some respect in my book. Let's see. Maybe we can call Webin real fast. See what he's up to. He's probably doing a Webin show, right? Let me see if he's doing. If the Webin show is back, we'll find out. How about that? Call Gubin. Come on. Come on, Siri. Wow, man. Come on, Siri. What's wrong with you? Hmm. Calling Gubin. Calling Gubin. He probably thinks my wife is on. He'd be like, hey, man. Whoop. Not calling him. What's the problem is the phone. <phone rings> Crappy connection. Hello. Hey, man. You, you doing your Webin show or what? Yeah, I'm about to go on now. Oh, all right. I'm doing a Jeff Jensen show so you can say hello to everybody, right? Uh, you're, all right. You're on now, man. All right. Uh, all right, what's up, guys? What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you in the bathroom? You taking a dump? You taking a dump or something? No, no, I'm actually, I'm, I'm about to go live right now. All right, man, go live. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow, right? We're on the Carolina Cadillo right, podcast, it, right, brother? Take care, man. Yes, we are. We're recording, yes, we are. all right? We're back tomorrow. Okay, man. All right. See you. All right, all right bye. Oh my God, so much for getting anybody on, right? <laughs> oh wait, wait, here it is. Wait, um, Keith Overman explains why. No, there's an old one. Oh, my God. All the wrong ones are coming up. Surprisingly easy way to get rid of Donald Trump. Read through a new video. And uh, Donald Trump. Uh, I can't find it. But he just overpronounces. backed attackers Listen. may be trying to steal your password. I had my doubts. And then came a tweet from Paul Krugman of the New York Times. Time New York Times? By the way, he's in a cave. He sounds like this. Hey, Hello? Hello, I'm Keith Hoberman. I'm in a cave. I don't know why. I don't know why he's in a cave, but but it, it does look like he's working alone with just a camera, because apparently um, he threw coffee cups at people. He's he's an angry guy. My friend Alex met him on a uh, on the train platform once, going to a Met game. He said he was a very nice guy, but but um, not, you know, nice guy when you don't have to work with him. 
<laughs> that's, that's basically there's a lot of people like that until you work with them then you, then you don't realize how miserable how miserable some people are so so yes it's the last um it's the last 15 hours of uh, of of freedom america till till we get donald trump at least that's what's all that's what all my liberal democrat friends are saying maybe we can call mike and th- my my buddy mike who's going to come on the uh, who's going to come on the jeff jensen show we'll just give a quick uh, hello to him see what he's up to many people looking forward to mike and becky coming back on the show i am looking forward to mike and becky coming back on the show so we're going to definitely uh definitely start doing more jeff jensen shows again hello to pablo i know he checks out everything i do we love the pablo he's a good man we'll see if we can bother mike for just a minute we'll see if we can bother mike for just maybe mike's excited about the trump uh the trump presidency i don't know i have no idea he's not gonna answer he's never around He's always busy. He's working in a crane or something. He's very talented, though. Mike's funny as hell. And uh, even even his ring is funny, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, man, Facebook's brutal lately. You know, Facebook is... All right. Okay. Hi, it's Mike Brennan. Ah, all right, Mike Brennan. we got to call him back some other time. He's probably going to call back. But um, that was my... So my attempt to get two people on the show has thus, has thus failed on the Jeff Jensen... The Jeff Jensen mess. Dan Ingram used to be a DJ in WABC back in the um, 60s and 70s, and he used to call the show The Ingram Mess, which I always liked because I kind of feel like my show's a mess, but I don't want to steal um, steal it from him. Oh, you see what's coming back? Uh, Will and Grace is coming back. Um, you know, I don't even think they use the word LG, the letters LGBT when that show was on. I don't think they were into the abbreviations. It was just gay, you know? <laughs> it was just a gay show. Um, but it was funny. If you watch back Will and Grace... Will and Grace is actually pretty funny. And um, I think because it didn't stab you with the message, it was just like there were some gay characters on the show, and they were funny. And um, I hope it doesn't come back and be preachy. I hope it doesn't come back and um, you know, preach against... Um, you know, I mean, listen, America has had a great history of political humor. I mean, if you go back to the 70s, I mean, everybody killed Nixon. People made fun of Reagan. People made fun of Jimmy Carter, Bill Clinton. Okay, it's only this thin-skinned guy we have now who apparently watches Saturday Night Live and, and you know, continue, and, you know the, the, this Trump just, you know, wants to get pissed off at skits on SNL. And the opening last week was funny, by the way, with Alec Baldwin. I thought last week was, was the opening was very funny. The rest of the show was kind of eh. But... um you know, America's had this great tradition, so I hope I hope uh, people keep skewering, you know, Trump, and I hope I hope people keep skewering the government and going after, you know, speaking truth to power. I mean, if you don't have the comedians and the news media to do it, you can't rely on you just can't rely on on your Facebook feed. Um, people reposting old videos. It's, it's so, it's so played out to me when I, when I scroll down my Facebook feed, people post videos because I watch the news as it happens. I don't wait for Facebook. You know, like people post these videos and people are like, oh my God, that's great. And sometimes I'll post, yeah, it was great when I saw it seven years ago in the news. Because, you know, if, if you really, if you're really a news junkie and you really watch what's going on in the world, you'll catch a lot of things before you actually see them on, uh, on Facebook, but my whole point is that you know I hope uh, well, I got off my point, but I hope that the, the comedians keep going after you know keep going after Trump, but 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 in a way that's clever and funny and not just for the sake of beating the shit out of the guy. I mean, look, he deserves he deserves whatever he gave. He des- deserves to get it back because he, I love how they say he was an unconventional candidate. He was an unconventional you know unconventional jerk to a lot of people. Um, so I don't know if he deserves 
all this massive amount of respect that people say the, the office suddenly deserves. The office deserves respect, but it is amazing to see that this guy is... It's weird that, that after tomorrow we're going we're gonna to have to say President Trump. It's just very, very strange. But I hope shows like Will and Grace come back and... I mean, they're talking about how Trump is a threat to the to the gay community, but every liberal group says that a Republican is a threat to their community because Mike Pence has Mike Pence, the vice president elect, who's now vice president, vice president as of uh, twelve noon tomorrow. He he um he has passed legislation. He did promote legislation in Indiana, his home state, that was um you know against against the gay uh, the gay community. So he's more the one to watch than Trump, and you hope that he doesn't have any sort of great influence in um in going after people. Um, I get how people get sick of hearing about every every. That's the one thing we've had in the Obama of the the Obama years. We've had a, a great airing of grievances. I mean, you know, as much as Obama did a lot of good things, um, there's some grievances that never seem to be resolved over the last couple of years. You know, the uh, some of the black stuff, some of the Black Lives Matter stuff, obviously continues. Um, you know, so the, the the office of the president can only do so much. I think when it comes to influencing. Um, you know what people think. I mean, you can. Uh, I think. I think Trump's going to suddenly. Uh, he might go off Twitter. I really think at some point the Twitter thing might fade. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll probably be wrong. You probably play this back in three years and say, "What an idiot!" But um, I'm just sick. Of, I, like I said, I think I said it in one of the earlier podcasts. I can't take the media just reading this guy's tweets back over and over. Um, and I think you have to. You have to expose yourself to the to the press. And I think that I think this guy's going to have to expose himself to the press, like anybody else, or or be held accountable and um, and be a one term president. I mean, um, you know, some if you if like again, I go back to Facebook, which I really want to just get off of for a while. When you go back to Facebook and see people, he, you see people telling he's going to be impeached, and Keith Olbermann says he's going to be impeached in eighteen months. You know, um, that's probably a load of horse crap. So just hang on for the ride. Um, my advice to the Democrats, to me, is just to um, you don't have to cooperate with the guy, but I, I think you have to show a really good resistance to what to what he tries to do, um, and you have to have a good message and a really good messenger. And the Democrats lack that. And I think people like Keith Oberman want to get up there and blame Trump for for rallying people. Okay, he said some stupid things, and he said some he said some things that were um, people would consider, um, I guess, to me, borderline racist. I mean, the grab the pussy thing wasn't very pleasant, but it didn't seem to bother people, you know, because. It's it's words, and we're so used to words today. I think it's a different world today. You know, George Carlin had this famous comedy bit, you know, where he said, uh, you know, the seven words you can never say on TV, and I think two of them you can say on TV now. So the barriers come down. Language doesn't shock people as much. It shocks people like Keith Olbermann. You know, oh my God, how dare he say this? And then Keith Olbermann says bullshit every 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 uh, every couple sentences when he does one of his rants. But it's just a different it's a different world. So you know, Trump's Trump's language didn't seem to bother people as much as the fact that um, Hillary had a had a lack of lack of message, no real focused message to people. And uh, you know, she stood up there with um, with every every constituency possible. Like we we spoke to this guy Fernando on my last podcast yesterday, Fernando Espuelas, Fernando Espuelas, and you know Espuelas, and basically. You know, Hillary stood up there with the Black Lives. She stood up there with the the mothers of the cause. I think I forgot. I don't think that's what it was called. But she stood up there with the mothers of some guys who have been shot and killed by the police. Not every one of those guys 
had done nothing to provoke the situation. Some of them were killed by the police, completely innocently, and they should have been shot and killed by the police. Maybe the other guys who were shot by the police, maybe they even deserve trials. I mean, maybe they shouldn't all be, maybe they shouldn't be dead. But the fact of the matter, Hillary, Hillary stood up there with those people. Hillary stood up with every gay constituency. Hillary stood up with, you know, she thought just rallying like the, the typical, the typical black, the typical Hispanic, the typical Jew. She thought rallying those people was going to put her in the White House, rallying those people together. And instead, having no message made it so that she, she is, um, she's in the woods in Chappaqua. And by the way, she's not in the woods in Chappaqua. She's probably staying in a very nice hotel in D.C. somewhere tonight. Okay? And by the way, Democrats, a third of you who are boycotting, boycotting the inauguration, if Hillary Clinton can show up tomorrow for the sake of our democracy, you can show up too. I say don't listen to Keith Olbermann. I completely understand hating Trump. I completely get it. All right? I, I wrote on Facebook countless times he was an unqualified unqualified jerk get it unqualified and unqualified anyway um so i get not respecting the fact that that he's the president um and look to each their own don't go don't go to the inauguration but um you know part of me part of me just says if hillary can be there um i think i for some reason i think the lawmaker should be there and john lewis by the way um said he had never skipped another inaugural he also skipped the the george bush inaugural in 2001 so uh, john lewis who's a great civil rights fighter you know, it doesn't mean he's never told a lie. And he did He did fib, unless he just didn't remember not showing up to George Bush's inaugural. Probably not, because that was the one that went to court, where the court basically decided, you know, that uh, that Al Gore was not going to be, not going to be your president. Al Gore never got to be your president. That's my bad Al Gore impersonation. Hey, hope you hope you like that. Um, wonder where my wife, my wife is at a special meeting tonight. She's got this project going on. So she's, uh, is that her, wait, was that a, was that a text? Wait, oh, what it is, I thought I mean, <laughs> never know what's going on here in the studio. When I'm alone in the studio, any anything can happen. Uh, so who, who else can we try to, you know, maybe we'll Periscope for a second, see if anyone wants to call in on the, um, on the Periscope, uh, the Periscope hotline. We'll see what's happening. But that, that's my rant. I hope it's not a boring political, another typical boring political rant. I try to be a little bit, um, Oh, here you go. Indigenous groups protesting Trump gala outside the Club Monaco. Okay, so there's all these... You know, it's just like people are protesting for the sake of protesting. I I just... I don't know. I'm just not... um, I'm not sure. I am not quite sure, you know, to be honest with you, um, about the whole whole thing. I'm kind of on the fence. Um, Didn't vote for Trump. Um, wouldn't, won't go to a protest, maybe because I'm lazy and, and they don't pay you to go to protests. By the way, one of the greatest exchanges in television history, I think, <laughs> that's saying a lot, took place in the Tucker Carlson show. Tucker Carlson is on Fox News. Yes, he's a conservative guy, but Tucker's smart and he's funny. And he had some guy on last night who, um, who was a fraud, who was a, a fraud and he really called them out. So search the video, search Tucker Carlson. And try to find the um, find the video from last night. It is very funny. I'd play it, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't. Wanna, I played a lot of stuff on this today. I don't want to keep playing things. Oh, there we go. So I went on. Um, I went on Periscope. I don't know if anybody's going to tune in or not. Maybe somebody will. We'll see what's. We'll see what's going on this. Uh, on this. What is it? A um, Thursday night. Last night of Obama. Everybody. The last night of Barack Obama. I have to get up early to go on television in the morning. I'm doing TV again. So if you're in the Bronx. Catch me on News 12 of the Bronx. I'm trying to get on camera there. Maybe I'll put my lovely face on camera on News, on News 12 of the Bronx. But we're, we're putting this podcast up on, um, we'll throw this up on SoundCloud. I don't know if this is going to make it onto Revolver or not. 
I'm really not sure. It's been my 38 minute uh, my 38 minute rant. If uh, anybody wants to call, we'll put you on the podcast. How's that? Is my phone dead? No, the phone works. So if you want to call in, we'll throw you on the podcast real fast. Um, you can say hello. How's that? You can your thoughts on your thoughts on the last moments of Barack Obama. How's that? Barack is leaving. He helped save the auto companies, which, by the way, the auto bailout, a lot of people don't know this, the auto bailout started under George Bush. Look it up. I used to have this argument with my dad, okay, that Bush started the auto bailout because he knew that even Bush knew that was a way to help the country. Uh, And he did save jobs and got people back working again. He came into the worst economic situation in years. Obama did help. He helped um, helped the economy get back on its feet. And um, yeah, it might be time for it's so for time for Obama to go. But um, I got to tell you something: the guy that uh, that Trump nominated for the, the the Treasury Department, who worked for Citicorp for all these years, Citicorp, no Goldman Sachs. He uh, he ran this company that made a lot of money on foreclosing on people's houses. Trump might not be a bad guy deep in his heart, but this guy is a is a rotten guy. Um, what's his name? Rick Perry, the ex governor of Texas, Goldman Sachs. Yeah, Rick Perry got up today and said he was sorry for saying bad things about the Department of Energy because I guess I guess he went to Google for the last couple of days and decided to Google the job that he's up for. I can just see it now. Department of Energy. What am I going to be doing at the Department of Energy? So now. He um he he thought it was he thought it was for a he thought it was for a Red Bull he thought it was going to be running Red Bull the Red Bull Corporation didn't realize it was no 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 not that not that energy governor and if you notice Rick Perry wears the smart guy glasses he wears the he wears the smart guy glasses to make it look like he's smart <laughs> that's what people do they change you know your outward appearance you know is uh oh my God nobody's watching me look at this my 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 periscope blew people off because people said holy crap it's not the Carolina Cadillo show so why would I watch this there's no Carolina Carolina there. There's no Carolina. It's just a white guy. The white boy. The white boy. Acha. It's just a white boy. Oh, we got... All right. Someone's tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, Periscope. Oh, I'm building my audience again. Tell your friends. Share it. The Jeff Jensen Show is on. The last night of Barack Obama in office. Barack is leaving with a uh, with a mixed record, I guess. He didn't, didn't close Guantanamo because there's some pretty bad guys there apparently still. Um, but you see what he did, though? Obama did get, did get two last bombs in. He got two two big bombings in Libya. He took out um, 100 people, I believe, or 80 people. He They claim a lot of them were terrorists. We don't know if it was a wedding party. I hope it wasn't a wedding party again. We did that a lot. We've, we've bombed a lot of wedding parties, you know? Collateral murders, murders video. I have not seen the collateral murders video. Uh, Jay is at, DJ Jay Perez is asking me if I've seen the collateral murders video. I'm not sure what that is, but I will, I will write it down. Is it on Netflix? That's like every, like everything is today. I'm an old fashioned guy, man. I still watch regular TV a lot. Um, collateral murders. I try to watch regular, there's a bunch of shows on regular TV I really still enjoy. I have to admit. So, oh, YouTube. All right. YouTube. I ran into a guy in the post office. I think I told this on the Carolina show. Some guy, some conspiracy guy at the post office who gave me all these web websites to go to to investigate how the kids didn't really die in Newtown. The World Trade Center didn't really come down. And when I got home, I just put his shit on the, hey, my fave, what's up? What's up? I just put his stuff down. I never went to any of those websites. And then, then you know what I never did? I never went back to the post office again. <laughs> I didn't want to run into this complete and total idiot again. There's something about people who are just just insane, man. He, this this guy, and I told you, I've told this story. I have crazy eyes. People look at me and they say, "Wow, he looks like he'll talk." Um, he looks like he'll talk to someone. Uh, 
He looks like he'll talk to me. He he looks normal. I'm fucking crazy, and I'll talk to him. Yeah, the political guy was good. Thank you. Thank you for complimenting him. Fernando Espuelas will come back on the show. And yes, you can tell he definitely didn't vote for Trump, but he was very, very fair in his assessment. I thought, which which was um, which is what we want. We um, you know, this is not a this is not a Facebook rant. Um, I, I said I'm, I'm I might kill my Facebook for a while. Just I don't know. Just not go to it. I'm sick of people. Like I said a few minutes back, I'm sick of people posting old videos like they're brand new. Sick of people posting old news like it's brand new. Fake news. Watch Tucker Carlson on Fox, though. I will promote that. I like him. And you got to Google the video with the guy last night. Tucker Carlson and fake news. And the guy that was on last night was this guy who claims he's paying protesters $50 a protest. He has a payroll of $50 million a month. And it's all a fraud. And the reason he put the guy on is because the media ran with the story and the story made the Washington Post and made I think the, the, a couple of newspapers about how some guy was promoting uh promoting these this big um anti uh anti Trump uh, protest thing and it's all a bunch of crap you know I will do more periscopes my wife tells me my periscopes are too long and boring and they're not special and that's why nobody tunes in anymore I used to get more people watching but I was doing it more consistently a while back and I think um I think Facebook live this Mark Zuckerberg is a greedy SOB. I think he just stepped all over Periscope and said, F you, if you do that. I'm, you know, Periscope came out with the technology to go do this, and Facebook kind of swiped the technology. And I don't know if it's true, by the way, but I read, and again, it's a Facebook story, so I don't know if it's true. I have to look it up. Um, that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is trying to buy up some land in Hawaii so nobody lives near his big estate in Hawaii. So I'd have to double check this to see if it's true because I literally don't believe anything on Facebook. If the moment I the moment I look and I, and I see the um I see the link is to like bowlingpin.com or something, you know, it's if it's something that just looks like complete and total bullshit that I don't that I don't go to it, you know. I was trying I um for those who listen to the podcast, you're gonna hear this again, but I'll tell me the Periscope people. I was trying to find the Keith Oberman video where Keith Oberman is saying resist. Resist, resist Trump, you know, and uh, another another guy who's talking about, you know, 62 and a half million people didn't vote for him. Yes, like every election. There's there's like almost about half the country who doesn't vote for the other guy. And then the other people have to suck it up, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very different presidency, without a doubt. I mean, I hope this guy stays on script tomorrow. He went to the uh, he went to the, uh, the Tomb of the Unknown today at Arlington, and he looked, um, dare I say, he looked presidential with Pence, you know, Um yeah, Facebook helped. Some of my favorite that you know, Facebook helped Trump win the election. Yeah, he it a lot. I think a lot of things help. But like, I don't want to bore people who are listening to the podcast. But like I said before, Hillary was a rotten messenger with with not much of a message. So um, you know, she was just appealing to you know appealing to every group on earth and didn't have any solid message trump had a a message that resonated look the guy's been around money his whole life um try being broke you know what my father used to tell me my dad used to always tell me this that um people who say money doesn't matter are full of shit or or they've never had any money listen when you're broke you you try dealing with this world being broke i mean you you see homeless people you know there's a there's a you know they're not happy i mean money doesn't buy happiness but it certainly buys happiness (laughs) happiness <laughs> it buys it buys uh it buys comfort it buys um stability uh which can lead to happiness if you have comfort and stability you can be happy there's my profound thought for the uh for, for right now so when when someone like donald trump came along you know 
Exactly. Uh, you know, Donald Trump came along. Uh, people were reaching for straws, man. They want, they want, you know, they want what they they want a piece of the economic pie. And yes, the internet. I read the paper, man. I still, I still get newspapers. I like the newspaper, and I, I'll give you my quick rant on the newspapers. The reason I like a newspaper is because I, because I turn the page, and there are things that are right in front of me. I don't have to click on them. And I know this sounds like old fart stuff, but. It's like I might read a story that I would normally not read because it's in front of me, whereas when you get a little button on the internet with a little one-sentence description, you say, nah, I don't want to read that. You just you don't read it. So people selectively read what they want to read. It's the same same with um, same with music when you try to turn people on to new music you know, because everything is on demand today. Um, this on-demand stuff, you know, makes makes it so that people only want what they want. Maybe it's maybe the world is selfish. I don't know. Maybe the world's become a little more. Um, I definitely think the world's become a little more cold and selfish. And the moment you point it out, you sound like an old fart. So I don't want to sound like an old fart, but I just did sound like an old fart. So my apologies for sounding like an old fart. You know, uh, yeah. Some reporters do um, bullshit the news, and they 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 have their own slant. But it depends who you. Um, it depends who you watch. Listen, you have to read through the lines sometimes. I think you have to think, and I think the newspapers help people think, and I think the internet sometimes um, can be can kind of be uh, dark and uh, not be a really good source of of getting information. Not the not the internet, the, not the internet, but certain certain websites and certain. You have to really pick and choose. Um, like my my buddy Joe would always say, uh, somebody was giving this big argument about how good guns were. Uh, about guns and all this, all this stats on, you know, uh, guns and how they don't. It's it's not the guns, it's the people and, um, and his um his the website he was getting info from was like was like ammonut dot com or something. So, so you know you have to really watch who you get your uh you have to watch who you get your information from. Look, if you watch Fox, you have to know you're going to get a little bit of a right uh, a right or conservative swing on things. You know, especially if you watch the opinion shows. If you watch a guy like Bill O'Reilly or Sean Hannity. You know they're going to be conservative. And if you watch MSNBC, Rachel Maddow and uh, Chris Hayes uh, and uh, uh, what's his name uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, you know they're going to be liberal. Chris Matthews, they're going to be liberal Democrats. So you kind of have to. Watch, you can watch both of them and then turn on CNN and you kind of get down the road. Even though you know the Republicans hate CNN, or they it's all it's all a bunch of like you know it, it, it's kind of like how people think people say. You know, if people say something enough, eventually it sounds believable, you know, or people just start to believe it. Like, every politician's crooked. That's not true, you know? It's just uh, not true. Um, uh, you know, uh, the, the cable company sucks. Okay, they, they it's, it's expensive to have cable TV, but uh, that's not a good, that wasn't a really good example. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just start to say things and people believe it, you know? And even if, and that's what Trump took advantage of. People think that you know the the country the country's in rotten shape because of um, you know bad deals that were made. You pick up anything; it's made in China, and that got and that was it, man. It got the people. People, you know, people want to have some things made here. Some things are made here, you know. I think this microphone was made in China, though. I I know this was made in China. I know for sure this was made by some some. some I'm holding on my iPhone, by the way. I think my iPhone was made by some six year old in Shenzhen, China. All the toys they give out at, at parties for kids, made in China. Um, what else was made in China? A bunch of things. Oh, I have some stuff made in Japan in this room too. Um, but um, well, if you want to say hello real quick, I'll put anybody on who wants to say hello. Five one six six three seven three two five four. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow this up in about two seconds because this is uh, what minute is this? Minute fifty, and we're uh, uh, we're at minute fifty. So fifty minutes into the show, 
It was just kind of a 50-minute rambling rant. I was trying to find this Keith Olbermann video for about 10 minutes. Hey, Pablo, man. Pablo's stuck in New Jersey. My buddy Pablo's stuck in New Jersey. So, yeah, Pablo, this is my political rant show. Yeah, it was just me. And um, just, just me. I tried calling Wabi, and he came on for a second. I tried calling Mike. We're going to get Mike on again. Going to start doing the Jeff Jensen show again. It's going to be on SoundCloud, and it's going to be on um, M Revolver. This is kind of this, this was like a, a farewell to Obama podcast with uh, just me. I was hanging out with my dog tonight. Caroline, Caroline went to do some project. So I was hanging out alone. I said, what am I going to watch Hardball again? Watch uh, Big Bang Theory for the 8,000th time? <laughs> and I said, no, I'll do something productive. I'll just, uh, I'll do a political rant. My buddy Pablo, you gave me a lot of confidence what you wrote to me yesterday, man. I, I really think what you what you wrote to me was very, very nice. Um, and I would love to try to, you know, advance my career and, you know, host uh, host more stuff and ramble on with my opinion. You know, I got up at 3.30 this morning, so sorry for a little bit of my uh, slurry, my slurry, uh, my slurry delivery on some of the words. And I'm very mad I couldn't find the Keith Oberman video, but I will find it and play it on my next on my next show because I think he's just a little bit over the top. You know, I heard that my news reporter said, I know, 18 months Trump is going to be impeached. I think it's all conjecture. It's just like it's it's hope. It's hope from people that this guy's going to... You think Donald Trump doesn't like power? You know, I worked for a cable company for years. I was owned by one family. And every every day I would come into work, somebody would say, you know, they're selling the company. And I would say, no, no, no. They like owning something. Okay? They liked owning the company, the people I worked for. And eventually they did sell the company. But my whole point is that, you know, eventually the guy who kept telling me they were going to sell the company was right. But he wasn't right the first 600 times he said it. So when people say that, that Trump's going to be, going to be a disaster and uh, he's going to be impeached, maybe he'll, maybe he'll do something that you like within the first six months. Although I don't have hope for some of the people he's appointing more. Uh, so, but who knows? You know, you just don't know. You know, maybe he'll be a deal maker. Obama didn't. His, yes, his ego did drive him to run for president. But Obama admitted he never. He admitted he never liked making deals. Obama walked into the, the into the White House with the Republicans back in 2012, and they they said we have some ideas for health care. And Obama said to them, "I won. Elections have consequences." And he didn't want to hear one friggin' word that the Republicans had to say. And from that day on, and okay, before that, they were opposing him because he was a black man. I, I get it. But, um, you know, they, 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 uh, hopefully, hopefully, I don't, I'm not saying the Democrats should capitulate and do everything this guy wants, but I think the Democrats have to come up with a strategy of showing that they are, they are a party with ideas, okay, that matter. And instead of letting everything, you know, instead of just uh, maybe Trump will be a deal maker. Maybe he will talk to Democrats. Maybe it doesn't look like he's going to really talk to a lot of Democrats based on the on the the uh, cabinet he's put in place. But maybe he will. Maybe he'll be more of a deal maker than um, than Obama was. Trump claims he likes making deals, so um, he doesn't necessarily need Democrats to make deals. They they have a pretty good. Uh, Obama gave the gave the Republicans a pretty good edge in the House. Lost a lot of seats over the years, which kind of sucks. But um, I think I'm going to bail out on this thing. How many minutes am I in here? Oh my gosh, I've talked for I've talked for almost 54 minutes straight. So sorry if it gets boring in the beginning when I can't find the Keith Oberman video I was looking for, and I kind of rambled on about a couple stories I saw in the um, in the paper today. And like I said, if you know anything about the um, yeah the the the, uh, the Jets owner Woody Johnson is going to be an ambassador. Okay, he talks to a lot of people. I mean, Trump is kind of making it seem like you know government is not brain surgery. Anybody can do it, and I think that's what a lot of people think. Um, you know, we've always thought of these people as being very special when they take when they take office. 
And, you know, the only thing special about Trump is he's, he's a multi-billionaire. And somehow he's able to relate to the average guy. And that's what got him uh, That's what got him in. And Hillary couldn't relate. And that's why she's, uh, like I said, that's why she's in Chappaqua with the raccoons. Actually, she's probably in a very nice hotel tonight in, uh, in D.C. And she's probably going to have a very good time at, at the inauguration. So who died? Who died? Um, who died other than Miguel Ferrer? Uh, the matriarch gorilla of, of the Miami Zoo. Grandmother to Harambe, the internet, the gorilla who was uh, shot dead at the Cincinnati Zoo, died. They they euthanized her on Wednesday. Josephine was 49 years old. So a moment of silence for Josephine. moment of silence for actor Miguel Ferrer, who was really good. Now that I think about it, he was really good in RoboCop. Um, <laughs> he was really good in RoboCop. I think he gets killed by Bob, uh, what's his name, RoboCop. Anybody ever see RoboCop, the first RoboCop? Miguel Ferrer is great in that. So um moment of silence for him. And uh moment of silence for uh, Mayor de Blasio, who's a jerk, who went to some anti-Trump rally tonight. He should, uh, he, he's like, he's just a horrible mayor. And I'm a Democrat. He just, he just bugs me. His arrogance, his arrogance just bugs me. Hey, if you live on Long Island, it's winter Long Island restaurant re- restaurant week, uh, the 22nd through the 29th. Yes, it is a good movie, right? You see, I, 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 RoboCop's a great movie. Die Hard, the first Die Hard's a great movie. We saw Patriots Day the other day, the uh, movie about the Boston Marathon bombing. You want to see a damn good movie, exciting filmmaking, that is not uh, boring, that is not... Um, um, not depressing, not uh, exploitative. It doesn't exploit the people who died. Uh, matter of fact, they uh, they asked the family. Uh, this one family with the, the young kid that died. He's not there. He's not depicted in the movie at all. We spoke, spoke with this on the uh, Carolina Hidea show, but um, it's really, really, uh, really good. Yeah, I, there there are some original Hollywood movies. Apparently, La La Land is very original, but it's a musical. Um, and. Uh, the, yeah, the re- I didn't see the remake of Point Break. I love the uh, I love the Patrick Swayze, Keanu Reeves version of Point Break, which got murdered when it came out in theaters. But yeah, it's Keanu Reeves talking like this. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, he plays a surfer. Um, if you never saw this, the um, the the bank robbing president's movie Point Break, check it out. It's a good it's a good movie. But um, yeah, first Die Hard I've seen probably two hundred times. Um, Death Wish. If you ever never saw Death Wish from the seventies, Death Wish was really good, and they're remaking Death Wish now. Actually, Death Wish, the first Death Wish with Charles Bronson, his wife and daughter get raped in their apartment, and then he goes on a uh, he he's a he's a mild mannered guy who goes on a, a mugger killing spree. If you've never uh, never saw it, um, but uh, check it out if you've never seen Death Wish. It has one of the most disturbing. It really does have truly one of the most disturbing rape scenes. It's not very long. It goes on for like a minute. But it's really kind of disturbing. And um, I'm laughing about it. No, it's, 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 pretty, uh, it's pretty rough. And uh, Jeff Goldblum is in it. That's his first movie role. I think he plays, I believe his role is called Freak One. He's a freak um, who rapes Charles Bronson's uh, the daughter, is it? Anyway, it's a wife and daughter that get attacked in their apartment. And then Bronson goes on a, uh, a killing spree going after uh, muggers in New York. And uh, it's a really cool vision. If you live in New York City, it's a really cool view of New York, what New York looked like in the mid-'70s. And the funny thing is the subway, the subways look different. The trains are different, but the subway stations look, uh, look just as filthy 40 years ago. You know, that's one thing I noticed. I've been doing some of these movie roles and um, taking the subways around the city. And I'm just shocked at how... 
just filthy, dirty. Some of the subway stops, in, in, especially the ones that I saw some of the ones in Brooklyn. You would think they could just clean those. Get them clean looking, cleaner looking. I mean, this is New York City, man. I mean, they're redoing LaGuardia Airport to make it look world class. The subways look, subways can look so shitty. So um, if you want to check out, uh, check out Death Wish, you'll see what the subways look like and what New York City looked like in the uh, 70s. And uh, the new Death Wish, I believe, is going to have Bruce Willis in it as the guy who has his family attacked. And Vincent D'Onofrio, who's always fun to watch. Vincent D'Onofrio used to play, um, Bobby, uh, what's the detective's name? Uh, Law and Order Criminal Intent. I forgot his last name. It's, it's something with an O. Um, but he, he was really, really good on that. Played like a Columbo kind of detective who would annoy the shit out of um, out of the people he was questioning. What is his name? Bobby. Uh, I know it's Bobby. But anyway, he really, really good. But uh, So watch for the new Death Wish coming out this year. One day I'll do a whole movie show. We'll call Jack Rico and just, do, uh, just talk uh, talk movies. Be, it'll be fun. But I right, Periscope, I'm signing out. Nobody call. 516-637-3254. Um, I'm going to watch the inaugural tomorrow. I'm not going to not watch it. I want to see what goes on. It's history. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd rather not listen to what Keith Olbermann tells me to do. You know, um, he's on the GQ channel. So, and I'm on SoundCloud. So who am I to, who am I to say anything, right? All right, let me get this off. Bye. All right. Oh, I went to give the number again. Oh, maybe someone will call. 516-637-3254. All right, I only had a few people watching anyhow. Maybe my wife's around. Let's see. No, she, she's not going to come on because she's in the middle of doing her uh, doing her thing. Let me uh, let me find my theme music and we'll bail out of this thing. Hope everybody enjoyed the hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you want to contact us, don't forget the uh, Carolina Cadillo podcast, at Carolina Cadillo on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. At we're being on Instagram. Uh, we're being one on Twitter. Jeff Jensen's show. On Twitter, the real Jeff Jensen on Instagram. I haven't been posting on Instagram. I did a couple of Twitter things today. I've been posting traffic on the Twitter when I do traffic reports in the morning. So if you like, um, if you want traffic info, I'll give you all the uh, traffic info you need. All right, Jeffrey Jensen on Facebook. Email JJ the DJ at optonline.net. JJ the DJ at optonline.net. And again, if you want to call anytime, write the number down. Put it in your phone that we have it, and I'll take your text anytime. And uh, good luck to, um, uh, who texted me today? He's making a movie. Um, my, um, Kenito. Kenito's making a movie. Our friend Kenito. And hello to Eric Negron. Hello to all our favorites, all right, who always check out our shows. 516-637-3254. 516-637-3254. Enjoy the inauguration tomorrow, everybody. Jeff Jensen shows a JJ production.
I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.